beautiful man thank you very much good evening roger Tonight hello we're here chin, to... chin chin everyone sorry carry on chin chin oh actually and we should actually just clear that up before we start what are you drinking wine. this evening finest wine Fab... out of humanity but not margot oh but, yes. no we need to save margot till the very yeah, last one so. yeah. yeah holding yeah. it in your hand drinking it out of the neck as he was yeah. in front of the wolves oh that, yeah we i know we always touch on the ending but we need to save it got to save it yeah, um, yeah. And tonight I'm on uh, I'm on a uh, lager, so I've got a pair of pints. Oh, really? Yeah, pair of pints for me tonight. Yeah. I know, unusual they're, for me, yeah, but I'm trying they're... to get through everything. I'm trying to think when they have lager. Do they have lager? Yeah, uh, another pair of pints. Yeah, a pair of pints. Yeah, they don't specify it. it just, to be yeah, fair, it could be bitter, it. but I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I love with now, a... but I can't drink two pints of bitter. It could be a 60s pale ale, couldn't it? That's what I'm imagining. Yep, nice. Maybe a nice, yeah, could be a good IPA. Yes, which obviously now is very much the, the thing again. But yeah, I reckon it was that something like that. But are you enjoying I'm it afraid. then? I've just got a little Amstel. No, oh, of course you have. But the spirit of things, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do a Margot at the end. But yeah, just got a Margot bit of wine. at the end. Um, but tonight, with our wine and pints, we are discussing all things with now, not the yes. film, the character. The main character, the man himself. Absolutely, the man himself. And yeah. I think, you know, obviously it's the it's the pivotal performance of the whole film. It's the thing yeah. that holds it all together. Probably maybe the most memorable thing about the whole film has got to be Grant's performance. So, 100%. yeah, so with now, yeah. with now, go yeah, for he, it. He's there, isn't he? He's the, he's the one, the, the, as you, the diary, as we discussed last week, um, that Bruce wrote at, uh, drama college it's about he's very much wanted to write down stuff about vivian and marwood is the same he wants to tell us all about widnell and it's narrated from his point of view about this incredible charismatic yet tragic character that uh, yeah. grant that grant is great at and i think it's grant's first ever film isn't it i think it was his first ever casting from the book with nails um oh okay yeah, I think it was his first casting. For, I mean, he was doing all sorts of anything that came along, dancing in Dubai and whatever else. But I think that was his first film casting proper. Oh, um, well, brilliant. I mean, what a part to start off with then. And you know the line he nailed it with, don't you? With Robinson. Oh, what in what did he, what, in the audition? Yeah. Well, what was it? Fork it. <laughs> and he just screamed, it just became with now at that moment. They acted it out in Notting Hill Gate somewhere. <laughs> and he just screamed for it, and that was it. He was invited straight back to read with McGann. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah, yeah. But he obviously had this striking uh, the look of him, yeah, you know, presence about him. Yeah, and when he walked into the room, but obviously yeah, there was something there. What is he, he describes him as in the book? He said, when you're talking about Vivian, he wore a blue suit and shades and looked like Marlon Brando. Everyone thought he was going to be a star. And oh, you... I'm going to be a star. And exactly, and that. That that's what he that's what I think Widner automatically thought he was going to be, don't you? That oh, character, completely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that character was due with no effort at all to be a star. And, yeah, um, do you get that feeling here because of the the aristocratic background? Do you feel that he thought 
everything was going to just come be easy for him or come to, you know, be served up to him on a plate kind of thing. You're going to say, yeah, the very now word of entitlement, oh, without a doubt, definitely. Mm. Yeah, with the way he treats Monty, he's just entitled to everything. And I think he thought it was coming. Everyone probably told him it was as well when he was not quite so drunkard. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm gonna, you're all going to suffer. I'm going to show you all. I'm going to be a star when he screams it from the uh, the rock. Oh, that! But that that's terrible. That's so tragic, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's I'm going to show terrible. you all. So that's yeah, because he's already taken the rejection by them, isn't he? Yeah. So then, in that case, then what we should then discuss is is with now a wasted talent or a talentless waste. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know how he actually is, do we? We never actually know. Mm. Ah, you say that, but yeah. don't forget. And I know we keep going back to it, but the ending—he actually yeah. does play the oh. Dane. Yeah, and I'm not. And I think talk, he yeah. does it very well. It's something like again in the screenplay, the direction is the greatest ever performance ever given. Mm. Of the yeah, so all right, yeah, he's got it in him. So maybe he is a waste well, of talent then. But why is it wasted? Talent. Just booze. Because he didn't try. Because well, because maybe it's that. See, maybe it's a class thing. See, yeah. see, in the end, Marwood actually gets the gig, and he isn't anywhere near in the same class as Withnell. But Withnell thinks he's own. He's owed everything, so doesn't have to try that hard. England is and, mine. Owes me a living. Uh, and yes, exactly. And Marwood um, tries and can actually see through the fog of of booze and entitlement. And thinks he yes. has to actually, you know, audition and have a go and, and actually gets a gig at the end. Yeah, of because this is interesting. We're going to do context, I think, on pod four, aren't we? Mm. But, but if you just yeah. look at the 60s was a time where working class actors started taking the roles of the lovies. People like Terence Stamp and Michael Caine, um, they, were, they were all of a sudden, the working class boys could start actually taking these real big roles, couldn't they? And photographers, Bailey. Mm. Mm. There were like working class Londoners are all of a sudden becoming big stars. So I think that might be, you might be right there. I think that's. Yeah. Maybe something yeah. in that because you couldn't keep going on with, you know, upper class yeah, actors yeah, doing, doing, you know, the, 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 you know, doing those sort of like the, the lower class accents, you yeah. know, um... to eat <laughs> exactly. And then having to play a coal miner, you know, maybe that yeah. didn't really sort of sit very well anymore. I mean, so, yeah. You know, that that could be a good. Uh, that's very much a theory. I think that he was due to become a star. Are we all going to suffer? But it just, it really doesn't happen. And that's that's the story of Wibnall, isn't it? That's the story of the film. Oh, completely. The, yes, um, the out of work actor that just didn't decline. make it. And there must be yeah. an absolute huge amount of wasted talent out there that just didn't make it. And it was too well, yeah. late for them to do anything else, you know. And what happens, you know, do do they just slip into this kind of alcoholic haze or obscurity and never to be seen again? And and that's yeah. it. And the ones that do make it through kind of, you know, that, that you forget about who was left behind. Yeah, no, I think without a doubt, I think it's probably when your question you put earlier on, I think it is a wasted talent. Although, obviously, all self-imposed, I think. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about the talentless waste part of it then, you know, so just the the sheer amount of drugs and alcohol. Mm. Yeah, that he said again, referencing it, but it's it's really important for this, the, with the little bits he lets slip, uh, Bruce Robinson, he talks about every single diary 
entry started off with hangover and drip, you know, drinking whiskey before breakfast. You know, he's never going to function doing that. But the question is, is why is Wivenall doing it? Is it because he's not he's not getting the success? Is it because he's, he's, Raymond Duck isn't coming up with anything for him? Mm, yeah. Lick, is it 10% of the arses or 5%? But the, 10%. He's not, he's not, I think in not, today's market, it's 20%, isn't it? Yeah, back probably. Then it was 10%. Probably yeah. Lovely, yeah. But <laughs> yes, so he's nothing's coming through. So did that make it worse or was he there anyway? We we start off with him in a bad way, don't we? In the cafe, in the wanker's cafe, as it's called. Yeah. But is, is he, the question is, I suppose, the Vivian character sounds very much like he was always that way, but is Wivnall constantly that bad or is he getting worse because he's getting the rejection all the time and what he thought was going to happen doesn't? Yeah, it's an interesting one because you do either, you either rise to it and diversify and get a different yes. job or do something else. But obviously, yeah. you know, with him, I think there, there just isn't, you know, he's absolutely obsessed with becoming a star, yeah. but not obsessed with actually doing anything about it. <laughs> no, it needs to fall on the lap, doesn't it? But again, context, don't go. the context of the 60s out of work actor, the doll was probably fairly decent then. And plus yeah. with the money we talked about last week, he had the. He's obviously got some family money he can probably fall back on anyway, so he wasn't that bothered. But it just, it starts to get to him, I think, throughout the film rapidly, and at the end, but obviously Marwood makes it in inverted commas. So yeah, I think that's that's his story. And do, do, is there something about the family? Because he doesn't take, obviously, any money from the mum or the dad, but they're kind of alluded to a little bit, yeah. And but he doesn't want to engage with them. You never talk um, about your family. Exactly. So what's, you know, has something happened there? Yeah. Um, you know, do they hate his cho choice of profession or did something go badly wrong for him in the family? Is there an abusive background? You know, there could be anything. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I like in the way the fact we don't know, and as we discussed like last week, everything's up for grabs. It is, you know, and it is. We're just meant to enjoy that little bit of time we spend with them, maybe, um, without digging too deeply into it. But you know, yeah. the character's complex. It's interesting to think, you know, how did he get like that? Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, and what is it? Is it because he's living with Marwood? You know, whether he's rejected because of that, because of the, the way the times are, we just don't know, do we? It's um, yeah. It's that. It's he never does talk about his family. Marvel makes a point of it, doesn't he? Mm, Why mm. should I talk to you about my family? So yeah, maybe something has gone on there. Yeah, but the, the one family member we do know about is all is failed actor. Yes, quality. <laughs> Although he's not. I, Mar, I know we're going to do Monty, but Monty's worked, isn't he? He's trodden the boards. Mm. Although he's never ever played the, the day. But, but you know, he, he's he's also a failed actor. Yeah. And, you know, we what do we, you know, is 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 with now destined to end up exactly the same as his uncle? Yes. Alone and is. on the fringes and. Yeah. Yeah, I think he probably is uh, taking the alcohol even further. He'd have to find somebody else to, to partner up with that because those two very much go out and go places and obviously drink together. It's not going to be Danny, but he, yeah, he, he probably will have to continue somehow living that life of getting away. Escapism, that's the word I was groping mm. for. Mm. It is escapism, isn't it? Yeah, pretty that's, much. That's, that's what the drugs are for. The uh, endless cider, quadruple whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah but I've, it, 
it's it's crazy because you know you sort of think about all the promise that he probably had and all the options and all of the benefits he had yeah. to end up yeah. reduced to the status of a bum um yeah. you know uh how how did you yes. how did you fall so far i mean it i for me it doesn't really feel like it is just the booze um no the booze is probably as i said that i think the booze is make, comes in as the rejection gets increases mm. with well, that phone call he makes um from uncle Monty's cottage to to the great raymond duck it's fantastic mm. that you know he's really getting desperate there isn't he yeah, and I, yeah, and I, and I think it's just yeah. Maybe you started off like that, but it's just getting worse. No, we will never know. And um, but what I do love is at the end they give us that little glimpse that we talked about about how talent talented he was, and there was only one audience, and yeah. it was the wolves. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, let's talk about friends. a real talent, the real talent. Yes, the, room. the man, got, the big man, <laughs> the big man, Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Come on, yeah, that obviously. What do you think his relationship with the character is? I mean, he's he's calls his book with nails. Yeah, and so, I read it. Have you have you read it? It's brilliant. Of course, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it's fantastic like it's one read. of those it's one of those reads where he's like he just is he is how he is. He, way of right speaking, and he does it exactly mm. the same as he's writing. Mm. Um, oh, so I think yeah. I mean he, no one else could have been with now. Now looking back, no. I think do you know it's who it's going to be? Oh, I do. Daniel Day-Lewis. Can you imagine? Don't. It just would have been a completely different animal. <laughs> well, I don't think it would have taken off. I don't think, because the film didn't do well, as we said last week anyway, mm. but it wouldn't have got anywhere. It would have just been, oh, oh, can you, Hammy, and mm. it wouldn't have landed, would it? it no, but would, don't, don't know, because obviously, you know, obviously Daniel Day-Lewis is obviously a fabulous actor in his own right, and, yeah, and actually famously did play the Dane. Um, but um, but yes, he did uh, on the stage uh, at the national. Uh, but um, but really, um, just just but almost, yes, too actory for with now yeah. possibly. To be, this character is chaotic. Mm. You have mm. to be absolutely mm. chaotic. And with no, I'm sorry, with no, Richard E. Grant is gets that chaotic thing amazingly and gets the drunkard thing amazingly. Yeah, I mean it was. It's, as everyone knows, he doesn't. He didn't even drink. He, I think has he ever? I know. No. He, so how did that? Yeah. How? Because I have watched. How did you do that? So don't. Yeah. I have watched so many films and TV shows where actors are drunk on screen, and you know right. they're not drunk. You know they're pretending ah. to be drunk. Yeah, yeah. But but for 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 Grant in with now, it's like it's like he's absolutely smashed. He's absolutely out of his nut on booze. Yep. Completely yeah. uh, and absolutely legitimately drunk. Yeah, I mean, I think Lewis could have done the drunk bit, but I don't think he could have done the chaotic, shambling, yeah. un unpredictable. Yeah, a bit. He, I mean, how did? Yeah, how did you do it? He does talk about it. He's been interviewed about it before, hasn't he? Um, and I think they might have gone out. I might be imagining this. I think they might. Bruce might have got them drunk once. To give him a taste um, of it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's probably the only time he's ever done it. Just, but he does it honestly. You're right. In the films, you can just spot it a mile off, and someone's just, yeah, it's terrible. It, it, but he is, his eyes, his mannerisms, the, the lot, the lot. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I, even like you know, uh, real smokers. There's a you can tell when pe there's a casualness, mm. there's an ease, 
there's a yeah. just a sort of a very sort of you know sort yeah. of laissez-faire attitude about the fags and yeah with him it's just like the cigarette is just another finger um yes and but when you watch other people in soaps and that having a cigarette it's like i'm having a cigarette now <laughs> yeah you know but no, with and him, that, and it's the, like yeah. I'm just it's just part of him and the booze the, it's extension of his hand when he's holding the bottle mm. or whatever glass it is you can tell that lives that's part of his life that's what he does and yeah yeah putting it off was was an amazing coup um, oh, how, I mean, and, and I think in terms of a performance, I think students could study that on how to show. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Chaos and breakdown, and you know, and yeah. just being being different, and uh, all of these things that just you know, you, when you try and study it, it's hard to do. You have to do it with such this sort of careless air of just, well, this is my life now, um, which I mean, he captures that, brilliantly. That that's that's a great talent of, of an actor though isn't it he must mm, have observed mm. don't you think he must have observed people hammered and just and just took off that that's the only way he could have done it he just yeah. observed like all good he, actors do and if you haven't been it yourself then yeah no. of course absolutely yeah and did um, you know that he um the the lighter fluid they put vinegar in it yes and so, they'd so had told got him. that yeah so yeah. he got that real oh, raw, you know that you imagine goes, oh, at the end of it um you know and it's because it's raw vinegar straight down his gullet um so <laughs> i love that yeah. i love and that vomits story. on the floor and then that causes the essence of petunia of course so it <laughs> it, it carries on no yeah it is that must that's a little stagehand trick wasn't it yeah obviously fabulous. wanted to get and he's good enough to probably get a reaction out of him anyway but yeah it, it, the way he the way he's taken the role on is unlike virtually unlike any other do you think i don't know i well it's up, I mean, it's up there anyway the the commitment is 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 incredible and the other thing i did just want to point out is how fabulous he is at swearing mm -hmm. i mean yeah. i just Again. sometimes you know come on that you know he like literally owns it he owns the yeah. word fucker you know yeah. just i've never I mean, there are very few people who can say the word fuck or fucker brilliantly yeah. well. Um, it all just sounds a bit awkward for everybody. But he makes it sound just the naughtiest, roundest, most perfect word yeah. that anyone's yeah. ever said. The fucker will rue the day. It, it, it's not aggressive particularly, is it? It's just, no. like, it's just part of his vocabulary and the way he speaks. And it's, I don't know, Richard might be a big swearer. Is he? Do you think? You've met him. Do you know? Well, I have met him, obviously, <laughs> darling. And for people who don't know about that story, please listen to podcast yeah. one. And tell your um, friends. But, yeah, absolutely. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I get the, I get the feeling. He's obviously a very well-spoken man. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's a particular swearer in real life, but for some, I, I like yeah. swearing myself. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah, I'm I a big swearer. I wouldn't put you down as a big swear. Love swearing, but, but weird, weird, it just goes slips out without anyone noticing. But no, because I think I have a very good awareness of people who don't swear and where it's appropriate and where it isn't. So I sort of I love to. I sometimes only a swear word will do, um, yeah. and gets a point across quicker than yeah. a lot of things can. Um, and I think with Nell is a very good example of that his you know just and and again it's not even overused it's not just you know it's not like sort of a no. Hugh Grant film where it's just you know fuck 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 for the sake of yeah. it um nothing against Hugh Grant who I also really love but I think Richard E Grant mm. um 
swears sparingly and beautifully and brilliantly and almost acceptably. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, totally. There are different types of people, and he's that mm. one where he, it slips out, and a lot of people would notice because it, it it puts it as part of his character. It's embedded in who he is, and the way he speaks, the way he holds a cigarette, the way he drinks. It, mm. but that's all that. That's all his talent. I mean, on the um, we, we went to. We we're going to talk about it, on the um, fabulous lockdown videos. This, this mm. yeah, I suppose he doesn't talk too much to camera. He does a bit, doesn't he? Go on, tell us about it, because you were such a fan of those, weren't you? Oh, they were just wonderful. And I think, mm. obviously, a lot of people did do the lockdown videos during COVID yeah. um, of their famous roles or read books or whatever. And they were all wonderful and, and well-received. And But I think Richard E. Grant's, you know, little videos of with nail speeches and stuff were so wonderful. And, um, and, and, and again, just sort of showed just the affection he had for the character, how yes. much he loved it, how much he embodied it. Do you know what I mean? And still, they obviously, he absolutely, he still recognises that it was his break. And, yep. you know, then he absolutely pays dues to it. He's not one of these people who just, that's it, I've left it behind, I've moved on. He absolutely still embraces it. And I thought, you know, the fans, and for people who were sat at home and, you know, he knew his audience. And, yeah. and I think, you know, good for him. He absolutely just... You know, lifted everybody, and and they were they were lovely. And then, of course, uh, when it all when COVID sort of eventually came to a, an ease and things started opening up again, he did do the final soliloquy from Hamlet, yes. and um, it was it was very emotional. What I loved is how much he laughed. He kept the straight face, mm. delivered the line, mm. looked mm. down the camera, and then wet himself. Yes, like, yes, and he. And every single time, and that there was nothing fake about it. He loved it. He, no. he he must think the script's as good as we do. Yes, but and it was it, almost like he became a fan with us. Yes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he was yeah, enjoying great. it with us. He was, yeah. He's almost like he, he was watching himself. I don't know, give the give the line, but he mm. You're right. He did. He ne I don't think he's ever. Who's that character who threw? Someone like, I want to say that fuzzy bear was someone like that. Someone threw. Oh, was it Orville? Keith Harrison Orville. Did he throw away Orville for like years? He started to hate the character of Orville because he's portrayed. I'm going off in a bit. You okay. can edit this out. Right. Okay, let me catch up. Okay. <laughs> but basically, I said, in essence, he's not thrown away what has made him famous, has he? Yeah. He's absolutely. embraced it. I like yeah. you, Keith Harris, and your Orville. There are issues there. You know, we all know about it. But it's something like he hid him away. But anyway, he never hid with no away. He embraced no. it. He'll take it in on. He'll obviously chat to probably, I imagine, anyone about it. And he does these videos and his books named with now. So I love that about that. I Absolutely. love how, as you say, and, I love how he's a fan. But he said in an interview that I read a while ago that he, when, and somebody said to him, how did you know this would become a character for the ages? And he said, well, when I read the script, mm. I laughed out loud. And yeah. even the stage directions and the lines, everything just you know, I got it and it made me laugh. And so he's obviously kept that with him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he said, he said that to to Bruce Robinson when they first met. He said something like, I love the script, something like that. And Rob, mm. Robinson said, really? He actually, he, he, like, he was quite surprised that someone found it funny. Oh, really. yeah. oh what he did, what, because nice. he didn't think that, yeah, that's yeah. lovely actually, isn't it? I'm sure I read that. Yeah. So from, you know, he warned, he honestly said, you know, I, I laughed out loud at this. Mm. So, which put him in the frame. I should imagine, as well as a four kit line, but 
yeah. <laughs> kept the full kit line for him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> to me, I still, I mean, obviously I understand that, you know, Grant hasn't had, you know, he's had some ups and downs, and but I still would always watch anything with him in. Yes. Um, because, you know, and I followed his career and I love stuff mm. with him in. And if I see his name on the billing, I would always be like, oh, I'll be interested in that of him. Have you seen him in theatre or anything? Has he done much? Not since. Well, obviously, I saw um, The Importance of Being Earnest as a young student right. where I first met him, uh, but not since. I don't know if he does mo- loads on theatre. Maybe. Um, I'm not It'd sure about that. It would it be marvellous. Presence. would be marvellous. I think what would be amazing is if, is if he ever did actually do Hamlet. That would be quite outstanding. I think he's, I think he's, he's given him, I think he's woken up one morning and said to himself, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> oh, and you think he's come to terms with that? I think he has at that moment. <laughs> exactly. I think he's, um, yeah, he's too old, isn't he? Hamlet? Of is he course, 16? I know, but I just, yeah, but I just, you know, but just, I think, you know, I think the fans would get a lot out of that, but, um, or the even fans. another role in, in Hamlet would obviously be a nice nod to it, but, uh, yes. but I, you know, I said, I watched him in, he was in Persuasion quite recently, which I enjoyed, and I watched that. Um, yeah. I love him on social, brilliant, really engaging, um, you know, and still gives off those with now vibes, you know, somebody yes. that you may not, you know, want to sort of take home and meet your mum but you would quite like to have a drink with um oh god yeah <laughs> oh how good would that be for listening well anytime any place we'll uh we'll come and do an interview with you richard no that would be um he's definitely one yeah. of those you, you'd have a drink with 100%. definitely always uh, here know, richard we always it we are <laughs> doing a doing a podcast <laughs> so yeah no he is he he took the role he was perfect um it was his first breakout, and he, he loves it. Hopefully, he's clearly a fan. So, yeah, he, he's a great character and a great actor, isn't it, don't you think? Yep, and I think, really, on that note, I don't really know what else we can say about that. No, oh, I think we professionally rounded that up, don't you? Yeah, ten well out done. of ten, I'd say. Well I knew it, you'd like be marvellous. It's like the perfect film and the perfect actor for the perfect character within it. But, yeah, we'll leave it on the drink story, don't you? Totally. Where, where right. it should be. Enjoy your wine. Yeah. Chin, chin. Until next time. Look forward to it. See you then. Cheers.